Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. So, Michelle, <laughs> I like your new do. Oh, thanks. Uh, for those who are listening to audio, you just can't see it. Um, <laughs> I realized how flawed talking about your hair was the moment I, I started. So, but okay. So, but that does lead me to a topic. Okay. So for those who don't know, Michelle has dreadlocks. Yes. You don't want to talk about dreadlocks? No, I mean, we we can. <laughs> Michelle was giving me like a very like, no, shaking her head. <laughs> What, you don't want to talk about dreadlocks? No, we can talk about them. <laughs> well, you have dreadlocks and you've had them for uh, 10 years or more. Uh, 11 years. So, because when I met you, you had dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. So, I want to know stuff about because like, Okay, so, because I was a teenager with long hair and I debated getting dreadlocks multiple times. Uh-huh. You look terrified. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, but I'm just curious, like what, what made you decide you wanted to get dreadlocks? Um, um, I, I thought they looked nice. Okay. I mean, it wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with any other, other elements like upkeep or, or anything like that. Well, yeah, it did. Um, I, I, uh, I was then touring off and on sort of kind of a little bit. Um, and I just, didn't have like I was basically either sleeping in people's houses or my car, and uh, I just didn't have the ability to take showers as much. Or when I did, they were in really gross places that mm-hmm. I didn't want to take a shower. <laughs> um, I've seen like some bathrooms that are so dirty that I'm like really, really just surprised. Yeah. Um, so I thought, oh, um, I definitely don't have to wash my hair as much. Not that you really need to wash your hair that much anyway. But, you know, if, if my hair is locked, I could, I could wash it less. And that would be really good for me because I don't want to take a shower. So how much less can you wash your hair if you're dreadlocked? Uh, um, I mean, it, it just, like, depends. I mean, you can basically do whatever you want with hair. It's just hair. <laughs> It's just it's just doing stuff on your head. Um, <laughs> uh, I I mean I wash I mean I wash my hair like once a week basically. Um, just uh, any more than that, and it, it'll start to like mildew because it's it gets wet. You know, it stays moist for too long. I never so. thought about mildew. Oh really? I d- I just d- that's why I'm asking you these questions because I don't know. Oh okay. <laughs> I'm not just setting you up to point out your cultural appropriation sins. I was, I was trying, (laughs) but no, I'm sincerely curious because it's something I never really ask you much about. Mm -hmm. Um, so how old were you when you decided, like, how old were you when you decided like, okay, I'm going to dreadlock my hair. Uh, I don't know. What was 11 years ago? 22, 23. No, I'm, I'm, I'm older than that. Um, like I always, how, okay. I always, I always, I, I, I always forget that you're, you're a little bit older than me. Mm-hmm. I just kind of got, it's, I've just known you too long, I guess. So I'm not, not that noticeably. You're like, what, two years older than me? 
three years? Two I don't years? know. I'm, I don't know. I'm I guess. 33. Yeah, then three years. Okay. Well, like, not exactly, like, two and a half years or something yeah. like that. So, okay. So, uh, tell me, how did, so what is the process? I don't know how you even, dr- I mean, I know that there's backcombing is is how you often do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you just take a <laughs> of hair. You, you take a section of hair and you comb backwards, backwards through it and make it make it tangle, basically. Uh, and roll it. <laughs> you roll it in your hands. Yeah, I forgot. Um, since there's audio, I have to actually enunciate what I'm saying. <laughs> um, you you have to like roll it down, and then you just hope that it stays. Maybe. And you wash it. Do you wash it with something that you definitely want to wash it with something that doesn't have detangling? Uh huh. Cap sure. capabilities, right? Sure, but there's there's a lot of like weird misconceptions. You can pretty much just wash it with regular soap. You know, obviously you soaps. wouldn't condition it though, because conditioner tends to have detanglers. Yeah, you wouldn't want to condition it. Well, that'd be weird anyway. Like, what are you trying to do with the conditioner? <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, you know, and it just gets washed, like washed, mm-hmm. like a sponge, basically. I've heard a lot of people say that they wash their dreadlocks with like dish soap. Okay. Like just a simple hard soap. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see. I mean, I just, I just use a uh, shampoo that I like mm-hmm. that that like, you know, seems seems like it's okay. Um, uh, you know, it's just yeah. But if you were to wash it too much, it it does like because I when I first started uh, locking my hair, um, I was washing it like really frequently, and it definitely kind of got a a smell to it, like a not really good smell <laughs> so i had to like not do that anymore what did you did you just let it dry out really good to kill the mildew or um i i was one of, i like i did some like i soaked it in vinegar that oh, kind okay. of stuff um but really it was just kind of like changing my routine that did it mm-hmm. you know it that stuff needs to be like wet for what is it like 72 hours to grow so once you're once you're fix once like it doesn't it can't grow anymore it i guess eventually dies or it still lives in my hair or that particular area has been cut out already because it was so many years ago um so yeah so when it comes to the dreadlocks what was the like what was the steepest learning curve with having dreadlocks other than mildew um uh, i don't really know uh just like a lot of things are different you know, mm-hmm. but uh, it was just for a while. Everything was really itchy because um, it's a different. Because um, it was like pulling on your scalp. No, no, no. Like my hair is itchy against my skin oh, uh, and like my okay. neck and stuff. Just because it's different. It's not what I'm used to. So that was kind of hard. Um, I wasn't really pulling on my scalp very much. Uh, I just didn't know if because it was clumped, maybe the weight was distributed differently or something. So it's pretty much sure. this, pretty much the same. Um, cause everything, like all the hairs are next to each other anyway. So it's not like I have like hair from one side of my head. That's like bothering mm. the other side or anything like that. And you've told me about congoing before. Mm-hmm. Is that the phrase congoing? Yeah. That's when, when a dread, when dreads try to like form one colossal dread. Yeah. Yeah. When the, the knots are like, they like want to be together so they start coming together so if you're not careful and you don't want one big lock of hair you have to make sure that you're separating them so they don't come together yeah so what's wrong with having just one giant dreadlock on your head 
nothing except that that people don't like the way that it looks and <laughs> they will make fun of you even more than they normally would. Do people make fun of you for having dreadlocks? N- not to my face usually, <laughs> but but on the internet and Well, are you wait, wait, wait. Are you saying they make fun of you or they no, just make fun no, of people? No, no, they just make okay. fun of people. Oh, but no, they're just no. I don't know. Who knows? I don't, I don't understand anything. <laughs> Is this why you were so apprehensive to talk about it? You were like, oh no, my bane. I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever thought about taking them out or attempting to take them out? Yeah, I mean, I think about it. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's it, It's something I've considered, but then, like, I thought, like, if I go really gray, it'll probably look really cool. Yeah. So I don't really know. Um, also, I mean, they do their own thing. I have a lot of hair that is not locked just mm-hmm. because of where it is on my head. It's just thinner and it doesn't really want to. So, you know, sometimes if my hair is down on the front, it doesn't look like I, it's locked at all. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's, it's stuff I think about. I've also thought of dyeing them weird colors. Um <laughs> But, uh, but yeah. Well, the best part about your dreadlocks to me is that, uh, first of all, your hair has such volume. I love when you do like a self portrait of yourself, how it's just all hair. And then there's also a girl in there somewhere. <laughs> like, cause that isn't entirely inaccurate, especially, um, I remember when you, your locks were so long cause you got them cut a little while ago, right? It was like two years ago. That's a while ago. You know? Yeah. Well, I have long hair too. And I cut my hair like every couple of years. So mm-hmm. I get a trim every couple of years. So, but I remember like you used to be able to walk and just hold your hair in your oh, hand. Oh, I can pretty much do that again. So. <laughs> but, um, but uh, it definitely gives you an incredible amount of hair volume. And it also allows you to be like a Simpsons character. Like I can look at your silhouette and be like, that's Michelle. <laughs> Because I think as Matt Groening said that that's like the most important part of uh, cartoon characters. Can oh, you totally recognize is. them in silhouette? Yeah, it totally is. Um, <laughs> so you have that down, Pat. Well, good. That's that's all I got. That's good enough. Henwolf is sleeping by my foot and she's Aww. kicking. like She's having a dream. Like Aww. She's kicking my foot with her feet. She's having a dream that she's also kicking your foot. <laughs> But uh, I'm sorry that talking about your dreadlocks made you so terrified and un- no, uneasy. It's okay. Is it? Is it? How long has it always been that way? That you're like, oh god, my dreads. I don't want to talk about. Like, what? What about? What made you react that way to I me asking about your dreadlocks? I don't know. It's a, I don't know. Um, it's. I mean, it, ha- it hasn't always been that way. Um, probably. Uh, but uh, you know, it's just. It's just. Um. I don't know. It's 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 culturally weird. It is. Um, so it, it's it's and it's difficult for me to explain uh, why I have them. And I don't know. It's just you know, like it's. I don't know. No, I think that I can, I can agree with that. I mean, that it's frustrating because, like, why should you have to explain why your hair is the way it is? Unless it's, I mean, you enjoy it, you know. I mean, I guess I can give you my a free response would be to, when somebody goes like, so why do you have dreadlocks? Like, you like lost a bet. Yeah. <laughs> then they'll shut up, you know, <laughs> lost yeah. a bet. Yeah, that'd be good. No, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's just, it's, it's weird. Um, uh, 
it's it's weird on a lot of different angles. Um, on the just like normal people angle, who would you know not have any sort of like weird preconceived ideas about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know like my neighbor recently was like. I don't know what he asked me. He asked me something like, oh, so, like, you ever think of, like, cutting them? Or, like, why do you have them? And I just said, like, I don't know. And he's like, and he did, like, the, oh, to, to each his own. It's like, dude, you don't have to be, like, super passive, like, aggressive with me. Like, I know that you don't like them. This is weird. <laughs> See, I'm lucky. My hairstyle choice got me all the grief in the world when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And basically none as an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause I, gr- I started growing my hair long when I was 12 years old. Um, I got, you know, one of those like classic bowl cuts that kids always had, you know, that were very popular when we were younger. Mm-hmm. I got one of those, but I knew when I got it, I was like, I'm never getting it cut. It's going to grow out somewhat evenly mm-hmm. because I'm never going to get it cut. Um, growing your hair out is an interesting experience because there's like a two year span where your hair is only in your eyeballs. Like that is where it lives inside your eyes for every minute of the day. You're just going, ah, pushing the hair out of your eyes over and over and over. And if you can get past that two and a half years, then it hangs and it's only in your eyes. Like most of the time, instead of all of the time, I remember once I was bullied so much about having long hair. Um, one of the happiest things that ever happened to me in middle school was a teacher was talking about preconceived notions Like when you look at somebody, what can you assume about them? That's positive, Mm -hmm. not negative, Mm -hmm. but positive. And he pointed me out in the class and he said, like, Henrik has long hair, which makes me assume he must have a lot of discipline because it's very hard to grow your hair out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because it can be very uncomfortable for a long time when you're and like, I remember being like almost wanting to cry because somebody said something nice to me. Oh, that's I've actually gotten that same thing randomly before where someone was like, look at her hair. That takes a lot of discipline. Um, Isn't it great how if they say discipline, it's good, but if they say bravery, then it hurts. That takes a lot of courage. You're like, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, (laughs) thanks. I know that you don't like it. (laughs) It's just great how because like being told you have courage is like the greatest compliment ever, but it's so insulting. Like, why is it so insulting? Look at his shirt. That takes a lot of courage. It's like. Thank you. I've gotten shit like that for about my outfits. I wear ridiculous outfits and I've gotten people saying like, it takes a lot of courage to dress like that. And I'm like, I not really. It does Um, now. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, My mother, when, when I go out in public, well, being back when I could go out in public with my mother, um, she would, uh, she's very defensive of me. Mm Mm-hmm you know, and protective. So if people stare at me, she'll get mad and sometimes confront people for staring. And it took her years to realize that because as a kid, it was bad. People were always insulting me, making fun of me, stuff like that. As an adult, most of the time, the only comments I get about the way I look are positive. You know, there, there are people saying like, I love that. Like, love that shirt, dude, those pants, or especially where'd you get those pants? And I'm like, my mother made them. Yeah. (laughs) Mic drop, you know? Um, but I mean, my mother, I mean, we've lit, I've literally been at the mall 
and like people at a little like table at the food court are staring at me and my mother will stare right back at them like really obviously to make them uncomfortable and i have to be like mom it's not like this happened to me in an accident yeah like it's not like 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 i got hit on my bicycle and now i look this way (laughs) like i woke up and was like i want to dress like this so people will notice me Mm -hmm. um which is the other thing like somebody once said like you know he just dresses that way to get attention and i was like whoa you're so smart. I, you got me. You got me. Um, and then, and then the funniest part is that then my immediate response is like, how is that a bad thing? Of course I want attention. I mean, like some people don't, but a lot of people do. So, um, so, um, you, you're one of my favorite friends be- in part because when we hang out, people don't know who to stare at. It's like the yeah. best. <laughs> They're literally like, ah, they're both so weird. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I'm right. I, I, no, I know that. <laughs> totally right. Uh, and in different ways, too. So it's really interesting. <laughs> well, I, I, one time I went uh, years ago, I went on a date with this girl who was like, I, I should have known it wasn't going to work. But she was like, uh, she was she was a stripper. Mm-hmm. But she was like a super glam stripper. Like. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but like everywhere she went, people, you could kind of guess she was a stripper. She had like big, she would do up her hair really big and do her makeup perfectly and wear like very, you know, fitting outfits and stuff. She just kind of, she definitely like was way too glamorous for like day to day life to where you would have to notice. Um, but she actually told me at one point, she was like, it's so weird. We went to the five below and everybody was looking at you. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> wait, so, so you said there are like levels of like, who do I look at? They're so weird. What was you, what was that about? Oh, no, 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 because they're, because we both are weird in different ways. It's like, it's like, it must create <laughs> even more interest because they have to decide, you know, who's more <laughs> interesting to look at. I don't know. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, cause like I've got, for those who've never seen me, uh, you know, I always wear like a Hawaiian shirt. I wear these very loud pants. That are, you know, just whatever, like, shockingly bright fabric I can find at Joann's gets turned into these pants. And I wear, you know, try to wear pretty interesting glasses. I love, you know, accessorizing with my glasses. And I have a beard on my chin that is tied in little multicolored rubber bands. And I have a handlebar mustache. And I have <laughs> my, my, man, now I'm listing it out loud. I feel really weird. Uh, and I have, um, uh, I have uh, sideburns that come to points on my cheeks. So, uh, now I feel really awkward. So I'm going to ask Michelle to describe how she looks as if somebody's not able to see her or has never seen her. Oh, okay. I'm uh, so excited. I'm listening like really intently. Oh God. It's not that interesting. You've seen me before. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it's interesting to hear you have to, uh, to, to narrate it. Uh, I have really long hair and there's a lot of it. And then I also have bangs. So it's weird. Um, <laughs> and uh, I have like a lot of tattoos on my arms, and mostly they're weird. I mean, tattoos are weird, but I've got like an anime tattoo, and I have like things, and then I wear clothes on the rest of my body, and sometimes, like, no, I wear like a vest and it has lots of patches on it, and they say like really dumb things, and then I pants or something. <laughs> Well, because in the summer you you wear like tank tops and shorts, mm-hmm. you know, which I mean, obvious, 
apparel choices. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you dress that way. Well, you dress kind of punk, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, I, okay, it's more than kind of, right? I don't know. I'm trying not. I'm like, I'm like nervous. I'm like, oh god, what if I say she looks a certain way and it makes her super upset? No. I, what what I, way could you say that would make me upset? Like, what are you? Gonna- I don't know. I don't understand insecurities. Oh no, um, it, it's okay. Oh, and I don't really shave, so there's that too. Yeah, so you oh. get like a good beard going. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I don't really have a lot of chin hair. More like a mustache. So. <laughs> Well, you know, the the way I was introduced to you first was I was literally told how you looked mm-hmm. and then told and then uh, played songs from one of your CDs. That is how I was introduced to you. Wow. Yeah. That I mean, the, the songs from the CDs, that's OK. But the, the look thing, I, well, I, I'm afraid. Just that, you, just that you dressed very outgoingly, that you dressed okay. like very unusually, because I was the king of that. To, huh. to, to most of my friends, I'm kind of the king of like everywhere I go, I'm dressed whatever, however I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, when I when uh when my day job at the time decided to make me start having to wear normal pants, which wasn't originally a problem, I remember I called them slave pants. Yeah, I would, I would, and mm-hmm. I would literally walk into the door of my apartment, and the moment the door closed, I just dropped the pants <laughs> on the floor and put on good pants. Yeah, and I had two pairs of slave pants. So, because I hated them, I only wore them exactly while I was at work. If I had to wear different pants, I would only have one pair of them. So I understand. I had two um, because I was really lazy about laundry, so I needed that extra time before they started to really stink. I would still just have one. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair point. Fair point. Um, now, I was so bad about laundry because I had to have coins that I would wait until I naturally occurred enough change. Yeah. So sometimes I would be like really low on clothes. Um, but no, I, yeah, I don't know. So I'm just I'm just glad that I could take some of the staring jeers away for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, have, have you like as an adult, do you get a lot of praise? For, for the way you look? Um, it's mixed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't get a lot of, like, as much, like, negativity anymore. At least sure. in, the, like, the last bunch of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, people do, uh, you know, compliment my hair or things like that. Um, or, you know, that kind of stuff. Or my vest that I wear usually that I don't wear when I'm in my house, which is why I'm not wearing it right now. Um, you know, so it's it's been okay. Um, but you know, there's there's always people who say to each his own and this kind of shrug. A shrug. The worst is a shrug. Uh, you know. Um I I've I've had angry people like people who must just live life very angry say things like fair enough when they see me. Like they'll look me up and have like fair enough or whatever, and I'm like Okay. okay. Thanks. I'm gonna I'm gonna you go too. get in my I'm gonna go get in my decent car and go live my pretty good life. I guess <laughs> I don't know like how like I I think I'm good. I don't know. Um, but more often than not, I get people like super excited mm-hmm. with, with how I dress. Uh, occasionally, people want pictures with me. Did yeah. I, Did I ever tell you about when I went to New York City with my mother and how it was like the most inappropriate thing I think has ever happened in my life. 
I, think I told so. you about this. I think I, so. I, I, my mother had never been to New York and I was living not far from New York at the time. So she came to visit and I took her to New York. And when we went to visit ground zero, um, you know, the nine 11 Memorial in case you forgot because eh, eh, you ne- never forget. Okay. Yep. Um, so, but we were literally standing there reading the things and, and it was pretty solemn, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, Literally, like, three or four Japanese tourists walked up to me and wanted to get a picture with me. It was like a scene out of a movie that's a bit problematic now. Yeah. Like, because they were literally just, like, Japanese tourists, like, oh, man, with cameras around their necks and everything. (laughs) And they took a picture with me. My mother took the picture for them in front of Ground Zero. So, like, the background is just, like, really sad memorials. Yeah. What was saddest was that I had no way, because they could barely speak English. I had no way to see, I wish I had that photo of me just smiling in front of Ground Zero with a bunch of Japanese people. That would have been the coolest picture to have. You should have had, like, I mean, I don't remember what cameras were like back then, but you should have had, like, your mom also take a picture on your camera or something like that, if that was a thing. I wasn't, well, I didn't have, we didn't have a camera. I remember in, in phone cameras, this was, this was 2007, 2008, maybe. So I wish I had taken a picture, but, uh, it was just so surreal at the time in hindsight, all of what you said makes sense or like give them a business card and be like, you know, Hey, you know, send me this picture. Yeah. I would like to see it. Don't understand you. (laughs) (laughs) They would just nod hamburger, hamburger. Um, (laughs) But I just, I, I just, yeah, it was too surreal. What, what was that? I was, trying to, I was trying to figure out how to say, I don't understand you in Japanese. Just say Nani. Nani? Well, yeah, that would work. But like, it's like, <laughs> Wakaremasen. Uh, I don't know. There's something else, though, that I'm leaving out. Oh, everybody, Michelle's speaking Japanese. Go on. Say more no, stuff in Japanese, all, that's Michelle. That's all I have. That's all I have. No. Say more stuff in Japanese, Michelle. Hasn't Go this on. been embarrassing enough? <laughs> What? You don't want to show your weeb colors today? Oh my god. It's like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I still... Um, there are a few moments in my life that are so surreal, I have trouble believing they happened to me. Mm-hmm. And that's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other one is I attended a friend's funeral. And uh, he was very old. Uh, well, he wasn't very old, but he was, he was in his uh, early 70s. And I'd only known him for like 20 years or 15 years. So like, I didn't know him when he was young at all. And after the funeral, which was, you know, incredibly sad, unlike the average funeral, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, but it was incredibly sad. sad. Yeah. Well, then we pile into cars to do the, um, the, uh, oh, what do you call it? The, uh, thing where every procession, mm-hmm. we did the procession, but his burial site was 25 minutes away by car. It's really far. And the procession was so long, they ran out of flags to put on the cars. Oh, wow. So luckily they were, they were, everybody was like, well, what if I don't have a flag? And they're like, the traffic camera is not going to see you in a, like in a tight procession and give you a ticket. Yeah. They're just going to know. Yeah. Um, so, um, we were trying to be nice. So like a lot of us, uh, carpooled, didn't all take our own cars, Mm -hmm. but so we're in a procession that's insanely long. And have you ever been in a funeral procession? I don't think so. Um, it's crazy because you just keep going. Mm-hmm. 
so like if there's a red light you just go yeah yeah and it's so I've weird definitely gotten almost hit i've by gotten i've gotten stuck behind them before yeah. and i've gotten stuck at a at a uh, green light a red light at them before and stuff one time sorry oh, no, i saw in west philly I was I got stuck and there was a pu- funeral procession and around here they they don't even really have flags you just yeah. have your your um, hazards on so it's really mm-hmm. hard to tell if you're on the side like what's going on like why are all these cars going and so a car in front of me tried to make like a left or something because we were like uh, perpendicular to it um, and this woman who was in the procession was pissed off and threw a shake at the person's car. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, she, they didn't know. Like, none of us knew what was happening. You gotta grieve in the way that makes you happy, I man. I mean, I'm glad it was just a shake, I guess. But, like... Yeah. I want to know why she was enjoying a frosty milkshake in a funeral procession. Maybe she just had one. I don't know. I didn't understand. <laughs> it's just like, you know what would make this funeral go down a lot more smooth? A velvety chocolate milkshake. It was like, it was a light color. So I think it was like strawberry mm. or something. Ah, uh, the one of those people. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Sorry. so, oh no, you're fine. So we get to the, to the, the grave plot and the reason it got, the reason I say it's so surreal is like, so the procession is surreal, mm-hmm. but then during the procession, it started snowing heavy oh oh, wow i mean uh, snowing so much so that while we were standing there waiting for them to start the final service like you had to brush the snow off of yourself like it was building up on people you You could just leave it you don't have to brush it off i mean some people did you know uh, communists um (laughs) i don't know why communists uh but uh but no, uh, some people did, but it was just, I'm just, my point is just that like, that's how heavily it was snowing though. Like yeah. you could be a person at motion and the snow was piling up on you. Yeah. So that makes it surreal that you're hearing like the, the ashes to ashes speech and everything. And it's just snow. It looks like a movie. Like, and only in a movie does it snow that crazy during just the funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Then he was in the air force. So there was a 21 gun salute. Wow. Which is seven guns firing three times. And then... Like, they have a trumpet. All of this is only things I've seen on television and movies. Yeah. So to this day, when I remember it, I'm like, is that how it happened? (laughs) Or am I just remembering, like, a really sad episode of Perry Mason? You know, like... Mm -hmm. How old am I? Perry Mason? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, um... (laughs) You don't even know who that is. I do don't you? even know what, what, what you're talking about, but that's okay. I'm pretending that oh, I do. I, th- I thought you were like, I don't even know what a funeral is. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I'm actually really concerned about your sanity right now. I don't know what a funeral <laughs> is or why you keep talking about it. Welcome to this. We're going to change the name of the show to This Show is Gaslighting. And that's <laughs> this is going to be every episode as I tell a story and then you refute my sanity. Um, but it was, it was incredibly surreal. Mm-hmm. To just be standing there and the snow's pouring down and people are crying and then the guns and then the fucking trumpet. Yeah. It's just like, whoa, this doesn't feel real. And also, I mean, funerals are surreal anyway, mm-hmm. um, generally. But that was like extra, extra surreal. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> so say something that's fun and lighthearted. Oh my God. Save the show from my darkness. I, I don't know. 
funerals. That's not helping. That's just, you just said funerals again. I mean, do you want to share your favorite funeral story? No. Good. You shouldn't want to. They're sad, I guess. Yeah. What if you say funerals, but happy? Funerals. Funerals. Yeah, we fixed it. I like how we both had to shrug too. Funeral. Yeah. There's got to be a shrug. Funerals? Uh, you know. Uh, that reminds me of that old Zach Galifianakis joke where it was like, it's all about emphasis. Like, you could say, she had a crack baby. Or you could say, she had a crack baby. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. I got invited to a wedding. Oh. Um, and I don't. I literally the two things that make me go to like things like that are weddings and funerals. Um, although I don't like going to either. Yeah. Um, I really don't like weddings. And I, to be frank, I only go to funerals if it's to support living people. Yeah. Like, um, that's just a thing with me. Um, you know, if, if it's a funeral, and like I was friends with them, but I don't really know any other family or anything. I don't know if I would go because mm-hmm. I don't know that it would do any good. But like you know, if it's somebody I know and I have a lot of mutual friends, you better believe I want to be there with everybody to, to yeah. be supportive of stuff. But um, I've been to very few weddings, and one of the reasons is people choose the worst times to get married. Um, I got an invite to a wedding, the third wedding I've been invited to, that is on Halloween. And it's like when I see it say like on October 31st, I'm like, oh, so you just don't want me to go to your wedding because how am I going to go to your wedding on Halloween? I think I think you have to say that you care more about them than you care about Halloween. That's not true. Well, I think that's what they want you to say. I think that they think I'll be like, oh, man, I love Halloween. and It'll be so much more fun at your wedding. I mean, maybe, um, and it's not that I don't, it's not that I'm not going to go to their wedding on Halloween because I would rather just do Halloween stuff. I'm going to be busy. Um, I'm already, if, unless something massive changes, I already have somewhere I have to be on Halloween and it's not some big event. That's going to be COVID, you know, COVID will probably stop. And most years when people have invited me on Halloween, I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm, booked i'm like doing a convention or a screening Mm -hmm. or something yeah yeah so um but i feel bad because i like i want to tell them but i also feel like it's such a shitty thing to be like i can't go because it's on halloween because you put it on halloween why couldn't you have done the night before halloween or something i've I've never been invited to a wedding on halloween before so oh that's sad it sounded sadder for first. I was like, I've never been to invited to a wedding. I was like, nobody's ever wanted to burden you with coming to their wedding. No, basically not. So. No, I've seen adorable pictures of you and your mom and your sister at a wedding. Oh. It was adorable. You were all wearing dresses. It was cute. I'm what? I'm what? I don't know. Your family's adorable. They're they're adorable. <laughs> so. Um, the worst wedding I ever went to was a Catholic wedding. Mm-hmm. The only Catholic wedding. Cause there's not a huge Catholic population in this part of Ohio. So I remember being very surprised when I went to a Catholic church. Yeah. Uh, Cause I had to find it. I was like, where's there a Catholic church? And there was one and it was huge, 
but like it's off the beaten path for me, oh, you know, like, okay. like around here, it's like, oh, there's a Baptist church. There's a Baptist church. There's a Lutheran church. There's a Baptist church. Like that's what's around here. There's the not part. just Catholic churches ever, everywhere and no, the synagogue no. and a Presbyterian church. We have three synagogues uh, that I know of, but I try not to keep a list because I feel like they don't <laughs> want that. Uh- <laughs> I think I'm allowed to. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's different. Yeah, next time. Um, <laughs> but no, there, I know there's a beautiful big synagogue in downtown Dayton. Okay. That that uh, hosts lots of events um, and stuff like that, and they host like non-Jewish events sometimes. Like every now and then, it'll be like, um, oh gosh, there's an organization, a Jewish organization that owns it, and every now and then there'll be like a, uh, a like an art show, and it'll be like hosted at the the Dayton Jewish Alliance or whatever, you know. Okay. Um. And then I know there's a synagogue in Oakwood, Ohio, because there's a very big Jewish population there, especially Orthodox Jews uh, there. And uh, the only reason I know that is because it is unusual uh, to see a bunch of Orthodox Jews walking down the street all together. So I'm like, oh, there's an Orthodox Jew population there because I would never have guessed. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's another synagogue. I don't remember where it is exactly, but I've heard people reference it. So I'm sure there are like four or five. That's really large Catholic churches, yeah. um, but there's I'm um, like the every corner shirt churches are all Protestant here, okay. and they're generally Lutheran or Baptist or Pentecostal. Okay, so um, but I remember going to the uh, Catholic church for a wedding, which was of a old friend from high school who was like super Wiccan and non-religious, and it was like so clearly the wife's family mm-hmm. was was yeah. making this all happen. Yeah. Uh the marriage lasted 7 months. Um Wow, that long. I right? Um so but I went and what was fascinating to me was first of all how many times you had to get up and sit down. Oh, totally. Yeah, they like that. Um but also that it's a wedding ceremony. So like the priest is saying, you know, and today we, we joyously bring together these two people to become one and share their lives and blah, 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 blah. But we must never forget the sin that is inherent to all of us. And we must beg forgiveness every day that we can be good enough to stand in God's grace. And I'm like, wow, they worked guilt and fear into a wedding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, this is literally just a party. It's like, yo, you guys like to bang so much, you're making it legal. Ah! Wedding. That's, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I guess how I view weddings. Um, I guess so. I guess so. And then I went to a Catholic funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, and the saddest thing is, it was way more fun. Oh, really? Um, well, okay. Fun is... It was a very sad funeral. Um, it was a, a person very close to someone I'm very close with who had passed. Um, but it was showbiz. They had, they had a musical performances, like five musical performances. Wow. And like, and I mean like with pre-records and microphones and PAs and wow. it was literally show business. Um, so it was interesting and heartbreaking and touching and, and all those things as where the wedding was just kind of frustrating and boring. So, um, so I guess I'd have to say that that wedding was less fun than that funeral, even though the funeral was very, very sad. Yeah, that's, that's too bad, but I guess I'm glad they're not married anymore. Me too. No, no, very much. Um, also, uh, I'm guessing because they put so much effort into all the entertainment at the funeral, I'm guessing the family wouldn't be upset if I said that it was a very, it was a very enjoyable funeral. I, I think they'd be okay with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to preface it. It was a very enjoyable funeral. 
Like it wasn't just enjoyable by like the standard of like, man, this chocolate cake is great, man. This was great. No, 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 no. For a funeral. Very fun. (laughs) You looked like you had something to add and then you thought better of it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, what's the funnest funeral you've ever been to? Dude, I've never been to a fun funeral. No. But it's in the name. Funeral. Only, Only if you pronounce it that way. Well, you pronounce things weird all the time. Yeah, but but I pronounce them correctly. So orange, it's it's orange. orange. Why why would you want to do that to? The so, so do you when you play truth or dare? Do you do you play, is it truth or dare? No, and it doesn't mean that all like language is the English language is much more complicated than that. Much oh, more yeah. complicated. Why wouldn't it be orange? It's O R A N G E orange. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It it comes from a different language, and in that language, you probably pronounce it differently. Also, I don't know. I, what, what, what about Florida? That doesn't make Florida. sense. It's Florida. It's F L O R. Florida. Hit that that O so hard. Like I don't. Florida. Know. Yeah. I don't hit it that hard. Florida. You're. Yeah, you're Florida. hitting it way harder than Florida. Florida. There is no O in Florida. It's Florida. That does not Florida. 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 No. Do you say Nevada or Nevada? I don't know, actually. (laughs) Do do you say Colorado or Colorado? I say Colorado. You should say Colorado because that's how they pronounce it in Colorado. Ah, maybe. But that's how I say it, too. It's okay. I say Quebec, and it makes me sad. Oh, I don't, because I'm not good enough. Well, it could be worse. I could say Quebecois, which is at, like, exactly how they say it, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. It's like a nice happy medium. Huh. My point is, if Colorado wants me to say it right, they can ask me themselves. They're not gonna though. I'm just supposed to know. Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time.